This is the MLW Radio Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Blackheart, the head honcho off the Top Roast Podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here, OTTR Headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever that you get your podcast from with our, with our latest Last Week of Wrestling, After Darts, Under Boss's Hard Taste, and now our new upcoming trivia game show, Wrestling Every, coming soon. So if you like what you've seen, you love professional wrestling, you love independent wrestling, you love everything about wrestling just yourself, give us a tune. You know, you would not regret it. Blackheart out. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Are you tired of prediction shows? Do you want to fantasy book the companies? Does Bigfoot even really exist? If you answered yes to any of those questions, then check out the podcast that isn't a podcast. Every Tuesday and Thursday, the standing streamer stands and delivers as he and Vanessa talk about all that's going on in pro wrestling today. Plus, see in-depth conversations with people in and around the wrestling world as guests share their stories and insights about making it in the business. The Putting You Over Podcast. Putting your weeknights over every Tuesday and Thursday. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night. My name is Thomas and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we shared a room. Thought I knew your face. Yeah, we so go we... way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Brocast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books. We're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also, check us out on Twitter at the Broadcast. That's B R O. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Ending. Yeah, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Two Heels and a Face Wrestling Podcast believes wrestling is a buffet. There's something there for everyone. These guys cover local Chicago indie scene, and all of their episodes can be found at twoheelsandaface.com. The number two heelsandaface.com Hey everyone, my name is referee Tony S and this is Heat, the wrestling podcast. Like you first and foremost, I'm a wrestling fan and for nearly two decades I've maintained law and order inside the squared circle in New England and throughout the country, working with some of the best and brightest from wrestling's past, present, and future. Now, I bring my authoritative tell-it-like-it-is style to the podcast world. Join me each week as we go through all the major headlines from the global companies, independents, and in-between. 
and most importantly, the women will receive the coverage and headlines they truly deserve as they'll empower the second half of the show. Plus, I'll introduce you to my friends and colleagues within all forms of wrestling and entertainment, answer your questions, anything goes, no holds, well, questions barred, and throw in some fun surprises along the way. Get ready for the spark that fuels the flame. Listen on Spotify, Anchor, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to another episode of Headlines brought to you by the MLW Radio Network and the Front Row Material brand for Thursday, December the 1st, 2022. Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast that brings you the late-breaking news in the world of wrestling. Whether it's WWE, AEW, Ring of Honor, New Japan, and so many more. We're here on a daily, and it's a free podcast. Anywhere fine podcasts are made available. With that being said, let's go ahead and jump right into the headlines. Starting over on Wrestling Inc., CM Punk shares a photo seemingly confirming the report about what happened to his dog Larry's teeth during the All Out Brawl. Though CM Punk has been pretty rare on social media these days, he did take to his Instagram account to share a photo of Larry and his front teeth missing. Now, this is seemingly confirming Wrestling Inc.'s report from October that stated that Larry had some of his teeth knocked loose when the door was kicked in before the brawl occurred. Now, when that report, Wrestling Inc. senior editor Nick Hausman spoke to Punk's members of his camp and allegedly that Larry's teeth were knocked out accidentally when the door was kicked open. Now, he did have a pre-scheduled vet appointment just days later, the doctor unfortunately had to pull his teeth. In a recent Instagram post, Punk called Larry the most beautiful man in the world, sharing his love for his dog that he has made prior appearances when he was at AEW shows. Now, the picture marks just one of Punk's only social media posts since the big scuffle that happened this past September. With more information on all of this, continue following Wrestling Inc. and more information will be forthcoming. MJF is making news this hour. The brand new AEW World Champion definitely made some waves this past Wednesday on Dynamite. During last night's Dynamite, MJF made some very direct references to WWE's leadership while also making some comments about the most iconic figures that had been in the wrestling industry. Now, the new AEW World Champion made his first television promo since winning it at Full Gear just a few weeks ago. Now, on January 1st, 2024 is when his contract is supposed to be expiring with AEW, which is going to set off what he calls the bidding war of 2024, and he predicts that he will go to the person who offers him the highest money. He mentioned many, many people, specifically WWE's co-CEO Nick Khan and Triple H. With that being said, continue following more of this and we will have more information. Continuing with the headlines over on Wrestling Inc., backstage on Kevin Dunn's status in WWE. Now, World Wrestling Entertainment has undergone some massive internal changes throughout the second half of 2022 following Chairman and CEO Vince McMahon's announcement of retirement. His daughter Stephanie McMahon has stepped up and is now co-CEO alongside Nick Khan. Now, the company would continue making alterations at the corporate level with Triple H, also known as Paul Levesque, being named the Executive Vice President of Talent Relations and Head of Creative in September. Levesque rose to the Chief Content Officer with McMahon's stepping down. Now, along with those promotions, the company has also released one of the key players from the Hush Money investigation, and that was John Laurinaitis. He is now officially no longer with the company. 
but despite speculation of another major departure, one name has seemingly remained under WWE's wing. Executive Vice President of Television Production Kevin Dunn was noticeably absent from the company's WWE Survivor Series War Games pay-per-view event, as confirmed by Fightful Select. However, Kevin Dunn is said to be still with the company, with no plans on him leaving the company anytime soon. With more information on this and Kevin Dunn's status, continue following more on Wrestling Inc. We have backstage news on Ethan Page and Matt Hardy having a feud on AEW Dark. What in the details with this? Now, given that their show airs on YouTube away from the bright lights of TNT and TBS, which airs Dynamite and Rampage, it may sometimes be easier to forget that Dark and Dark Elevation still exist. But not only do they exist, but they have self-contained plot lines, such as an ongoing series of matches between Alex Reynolds and Kip Sabian, and a storyline that's currently getting a lot of positive reviews with inside the company as well. On Thursday afternoon, Fightful Select provided some additional information in the storyline between the firm's Ethan Page and Matt Hardy that's been going on the past month. Now, it kicked off on Rampage in October when Page defeated Private Party's Isaiah Cassidy, forcing Cassidy and Hardy and Cassidy's partner, Mark Quinn, to unfortunately join the firm. But since then, Page has made life miserable for the trio, firing Hardy and bearing him from using the twist of fate move, though Hardy and Private Party have still continued to win despite all of this. Now, sources have told Fightful that the feud is largely the brainchild of Hardy and Page themselves, as the two are reportedly excited about working with each other. Now, also, in addition to that, there has been a lot of interest on that backstage segments that they've been producing as well. A lot of things with Private Party and Matt Hardy have been done and that have aired this past week. Fightful Select noted that some of these were put together in such a short amount of time. With more information on what's happening in the storylines outside of Dynamite and Rampage, continue following Wrestling Inc. and more information is coming forward. Stephanie McMahon is making news at this hour. Stephanie McMahon hints at WWE getting into the boxing world. Now, professional wrestling isn't just a performance, art, or a sport, but it's also a business. According to the major companies strive to obtain steady growth in their programming, on and off screen services, of course, continue to bring in revenue. One strategy to achieve such growth is a tuck in acquisition. Now, typically, when a large enterprise merges or absorbs a smaller business, a prominent example of this occurred earlier this year when AEW president Tony Khan bought Ring of Honor. On a smaller scale, WWE's relationship with Ohio Valley Wrestling, which resulted in OVW becoming the developmental territory for WWE as well. That was a very similar transaction. Now, WWE co-CEO Stephanie McMahon recently expressed interest in acquiring more tuck-in acquisitions for the company. In an appearance at the Wells Fargo 2022 Summit, McMahon specified that any potential acquisition has to align with our capabilities. Though mentioning the ideas of obtaining smaller wrestling promotions, whether domestically or internationally, McMahon brought up the idea of a possible route where WWE even gets into the world of boxing. Now, there may be some major players who may have this happen, but what exactly would happen? 
Would it be the WBC? Would it be the WBO? There's a lot of things that still have to be answered. Stephanie continued referencing her father Vince McMahon's prior venues and media ventures in the last 40 years. She would also say, My father Vince McMahon, who was the chairman of CEO of WWE, obviously had the opportunity to roll up major territories in the world of wrestling to make everything under the WWE umbrella. Now we've gone from a regional territory to now a global franchise. Stephanie said she hopes to replicate the same success in other areas where boxing is a big thing. McMahon's great-great-grandfather, Roderick James, also known as Jess McMahon, promoted boxing along with concerts and wrestling. Vince McMahon Sr. centered the family business on professional wrestling following World War II. For more information on what WWE may do in the future as far as adding more businesses under their umbrella, continue following Wrestling Inc. William Regal is making news for many reasons today. William Regal compares Orange Cassidy to a WWE legend. Now, William Regal thinks very highly of AEW All-Atlantic champion Orange Cassidy and sees a wrestling legend inside him as well. He's comparing him to Rey Mysterio. On the latest episode of the Gentleman's Villain podcast, Regal recalled being impressed with Mysterio in a 1996 WCW match against Dean Malenko and wanting to work with the Lucha Libre prodigy. Now, as years have gone by, I saw Rey. I saw him. I was very pleased to be able to work with him, Regal recalled, adding nearly a year passed before they had the chance to go up against each other again. But Regal also noted the size difference between the two of them. Now, he's six foot three, and Mysterio is five foot four, but that never really appeared to be an issue. Now, Regal had some similar reactions when he went against Evan Bourne and watching him in the ring. He also definitely draws comparisons to Mysterio as well. But as he is in AEW right now, he claims that there is a wrestler on AEW's roster that does have that same excitement and the same abilities. He says that All-Atlantic champion Orange Cassidy is the one that he feels like reminds him the most of him. He would go on to say, I could make him into a good, good guy. You know what? He has the skill set. I want to see him wrestle. Regal stressed the synergy between wrestlers is so crucial in the business of professional wrestling that both parties have to bring something to the ring to make the audiences enjoy it. He also recalled how he conducted a match of students with nobody there with an invisible man, and he still made it work. That's what's so important about Orange Cassidy. With more information on all of this, continue following Wrestling Inc. and more information will be forthcoming. Ronda Rousey is making news at this hour. Ronda Rousey and other WWE stars are officially announced for the Tribute to the Troops. WWE will present the 20th anniversary of Tribute to the Troops at 2.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Saturday, December the 17th. This year's special, which was pre-taped on November the 11th in Gainsbridge Fieldhouse in Indianapolis, Indiana, will air on Fox and feature several top WWE stars from the SmackDown brand. The poster includes SmackDown Women's Champion Ronda Rousey, Intercontinental Champion Gunther and the Imperium, Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, Shayna Baszler, Braun Strowman, Ricochet, Emma, Tamina, and L.A. Knight. For more information on the tribute for the troops, continue following all forms of social media and continue following Wrestling Inc. More information is coming out about The Rock. The underrated Rock matches that actually deserve more respect just as much as some of his more high-profile matches. 
Now, there was an era-defying megastar known as Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He's remembered as one of the most popular and entertaining professional wrestlers of all time. Formerly known as The Great One, certainly earned the moniker, winning multiple championships and creating unforgettable moments throughout his career in the ring. Now, The Rock has accomplished everything there is to do as a pro wrestler, and it translates well to his non-wrestling career, which is now flourishing in Hollywood. The third-generation wrestler has some deep connections, though, to WWE, as many of his family members passed and present are still working within the company. Now, comprised of about only seven years of active competition, The Rock's time in WWE is much shorter than other legends in the business as well. But even so, he did create some lasting memories for fans, perhaps more than any other wrestler in history. From the crowd popping from his finishing move to a multitude of entities and catchphrases that caught on for The Rock, here are some matches that people do not credit, but definitely give some credit to. The Rock vs. Steve Austin, it was a no-hold barred match on Backlash in 1999. Now, the feud between Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock era defining, it was the best, forever etched in wrestling fans' memories. Now, the two monuments of this business went at it time and time again. The Rock vs. Stone Cold at WrestleMania 17 among some of the all-time greats. But before that match, The Rock and Stone Cold clashed numerous times, including at WrestleMania 15. Now, this backlash in 1999 match served as a much-anticipated sequel to that match. Many people don't realize it, but the match they had, a no-holds-barred match at Backlash, is definitely one if you haven't seen, you definitely should go on to see. The Rock vs. CM Punk in the Elimination Chamber in 2013. Many people do not give this match as enough credit as it should. Now, The Rock's return to wrestling was solidified by his championship victory over CM Punk at the Royal Rumble in 2013. In a classic match, it saw the Great One capturing the WWE Championship for a seventh time. The Rock's victory ended Punk's historic year-plus reign as the champion, creating a huge level of interest in having a rematch. Now, at that time, the trio of Punk, The Rock, and John Cena were at the highest levels of the main event players. They were competing in a series of high-profiled matches against one another. This match definitely requires you to go and see it again. If you haven't remembered this one, Kurt Angle versus The Rock at No Mercy 2000 is one you should definitely run back again. Now, the Megastar versus the Olympic Star was a defining feud for The Rock and Kurt Angle during their careers. The difference in style and attitude for both men made them excellent rivals and proved that this is very much an underrated match. The action is no disqualification, WWE Championship contest, hard-hitting and exciting. The two athletes battled one another with everything they could, including multiple steel chairs. If you haven't seen this one, it's definitely worth checking out again. Mankind versus The Rock in an empty arena match. One of the many battles The Rock and Mick Foley, also known as Mankind, had during their times in WWE was in an empty arena match one of the most unique and entertaining types of matches. And most people think of the Rock and Sock connection, and they have that nostalgia love with that. But their matches against each other also were more acclaimed, and one of their matches was even crazier. It happened during halftime at the Super Bowl, which featured Gloria Estefan, Stevie Wonder, Big Bad, Voodoo Baby, and the game played between the Denver Broncos and the Atlanta Falcons. Now, this wild match was an example of the unique booking and innovation that made The Rock one of the biggest stars in the Attitude Era. If you haven't caught this one, definitely check out Mankind vs. The Rock in an empty arena match at halftime heat. Continuing on, Booker T vs. The Rock SummerSlam 
2001. Now, two of the most charismatic men in wrestling put on a show in SummerSlam 2001's main event. The two athletes were competing over the WCW title in the main event, and the same show that saw Stone Cold Steve Austin defend the WWE Championship against Kurt Angle shows how the star power in this show was at an all-time high. Fans may not consider The Rock as a WCW figure, but he did have a very successful run in that brand, and many people don't remember the period of time when The Rock would revisit his WCW matches. This one was definitely one of them. If you haven't seen it recently, check out Booker T vs. The Rock SummerSlam 2001. Continue on in the early 2000s, Rikishi vs. The Rock at Survivor Series 2000. Now, two members of the famous Anoi family of wrestlers clashed in a very physical confrontation. The cousins fought like brothers, throwing everything but the proverbial kitchen sink at one another. Now, this feud created one of the most beloved and intriguing matches in WWE history, as the stakes never felt higher. This match was extremely personal for both men, and the end result matched the intensity and passion by both The Rock and Rikishi and their love for professional wrestling. This match is not well remembered on the series of Survivor. Survivor Series matches, but it's definitely one that definitely you should take in mind. Rikishi vs. The Rock Survivor Series 2000. Let's go ahead and go even back further. Hunter Hearst Helmsley vs. Rocky Maivia in All In Your House Final Four match. Now, the two future Hall of Famers and fierce rivals had a clash early on in their careers at an In Your House. In this period of WWE, both Triple H and Rocky Maivia were involved in the inner Continental Championship, still working their way up to become WWE Championship contenders one day. But Triple H and The Rock would become embattled in this rivalry that would cross paths in many bloody and brutal confrontations. This match was not mega hyped, but the clash would be later very much enjoyed on a showcase on a larger level. But it all started at In Your House. If you haven't seen it, definitely go out and see some of his underrated matches such as The Rock vs. Hunter Hearst Helmsley. If you're enjoying this podcast, remember, Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast that brings you all the late-breaking news in the world of wrestling, whether it's WWE, AEW, New Japan, Ring of Honor, and so many more. This podcast, once again, is brought to you on a daily free of charge anywhere where fine podcasts are made available. With that being said, let's go ahead and jump right back into the headlines. Cruising back over to e-wrestling news, we have some news on AEW and last night's attendance and the crowd reactions. Now, a new report from PW Insider has some notes on last night's episode of AEW Dynamite. Last night's show was held at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum in Indianapolis, Indiana. Now, according to the report, AEW Dynamite show TV tapings appeared to have a smaller audience than the last time they visited the arena. Wrestle tickets reported that roughly 3,600 tickets were sold for the event. This is reportedly down from last year's show at the same venue. According to PW Insider's report, the floor seats appeared to be sold out, but the bottom level was less than half full and the upper seats appeared to be only about a quarter filled. Of the merchandise available at the event, the acclaimed appeared to be the best sellers. Many of their signature stuff was selling out. The report also noted that current AEW Tag Team Champions got the biggest reaction of the night despite only appearing in a pre-taped segment. Also, the return of Hangman Adam Page got a huge response from the crowd as well. MJF 
did get the biggest heel pop of the night, which should result in some good ratings as well. For more information on all of this, continue following e-wrestling news and more information will be coming forward. Colt Cabana is making news at this hour. Colt Cabana is sharing a story that says Sting didn't recognize him despite meeting him two months prior. Now, despite having a two-hour conversation with the guy two months ago, the icon Sting didn't recognize Colt Cabana when he signed with AEW. Cabana spoke about the meeting on the Pro Wrestling Tees podcast. Now, we have some highlights from that. The first part on Brian Myers not remembering a guy who came up to him at an event. He would go on to say, I did the big event with Brian Myers. A guy came up to him and goes, do you know who I am? Brian just says, nope. I looked at him and I laughed so hard. I'm like, oh my God, did you just say nope? Yup, I'm over it. I can't play these games with people. I would be like, oh yeah, no, no, I don't forget who you are, but I really don't remember who he was. I'm telling you, I just don't remember. Now also on Sting not remembering him, he tells this story. Usually I'm like, ah, it's the worst. You know, when you go from meeting to somebody and then you talk to him again and they don't remember who you were. And it's like, I know they're not trying to be a jerk about it, but what else is it? And then you walk up to them, and you know that they're not in the greatest of moods. It does make sense because sometimes probably you would say the same thing if somebody came up to you and you didn't really remember them. But, I mean, I had talked to him, and it was Sting. Sting and I had an hour and a half conversation at an airport during a layover. I thought we actually were becoming somewhat of friends. Then he signed with AEW, and I was like, hey, remember me? I was at the airport, and we talked for a few hours. What's up with it? I was like, oh God. And then he just walked away from me. I'm like, no, 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 no. Hi, I'm Colt. Remember we talked before. Do you not remember me? Then of course I put myself in his shoes and I guess I get it. It was only a conversation and it happened a couple of months ago as well. For more information on all of this, continue following e-wrestling news and more information will be forthcoming on the developments of Colt Cabana in AEW and his future in Ring of Honor. Velvet Sky is making news for the NWA. Velvet Sky is commenting on how she became the commentator on the broadcasts. Now, Velvet Sky is currently doing commentary for NWA, and she recently discussed how she got the gig on the latest MCW Backstage Pass. Now, how did she end up becoming a commentator in NWA? She would go on to say the following. I retired from in-ring action in 2016. I just felt like my time in the ring was up. As wrestlers, we all have a shelf life, and you just gotta know when enough is enough when it comes to your body. You gotta listen to your body. And I felt pretty good in 2016, but I felt like I did everything I set out to do. But I knew I had to stay involved in the industry, just like kind of branch out and transition into a, maybe a different role. Well, I just knew I didn't want to be in the ring. So in March of 2021, which was totally unexpected, I got a call from the NWA and they told me that Billy Corgan wanted to know if I was interested in working. Hmm. He specifically requested that I come in and do commentary. I was like, wait, what? I had never done commentary before, but I thought it was super cool. First of all, I was a huge fan of the Smashing Pumpkins and I was like, wait, it's Billy Corgan? So I wasn't going to be like, no to Billy Corgan. And it was Pat Kennedy. And he was like, yeah, I'm serious. Billy wanted me to call you to offer you the gig. He thinks you would be great. Now, she also goes on to say about how she was hesitant at first to take the job. I was excited, but at the same time, not to doubt myself, but I'd never done anything outside of just wrestling. 
Now I'm confident on my abilities to transition to another part of the business, just like Pat wanted me to. He would always tell me, just don't worry. But you're never, you're never going to get set up to fail, he said. Everything's going to be great. Joe Gale and Tim Storm, they're all pros and they'll guide you through it. So I've been there for about a year and a half now. The transition was actually smoother than I had anticipated. At first, it was a little nerve-wracking because I don't know a lot of the faces in the NWA. There was a lot of familiar faces when I had come back to Impact and when I was on the Indies. I knew their names and I knew all their movesets, but that was a whole different roster. It was new faces and I had to learn their names, their movesets, their backstory. But for me, I was just kind of like clockwork. And then I got in the seat with Joe and Tim and they guided me. And I would chime in just here and there in the beginning, but now I feel so much more confident being a year and a half into it. I still have a lot to learn, obviously, but it's just second nature with commentary, and I do really love it. If you'd like to read more about what Velvet Sky had to say about being in the commentary booth with the NWA, continue following e-wrestling news, and more information will be forthcoming. We have some new news on Jake Hager's hat. Now, as silly as it may seem, it is still one of the most popular things that's happening in AEW right now. Look, if you've never messed with someone's hat before, then you definitely have no idea what it's like. But whatever you do, don't mess with Jake Hager's hat. Now, if you're unaware, Jake Hager likes his new hat. No, I'm serious. He really likes the hat. Shirtless at the grocery store, but just wearing the hat. That's the way Hager likes it. Collecting his suitcase from the baggage claim, also shirtless, but just wearing the hat. Hager and his hat are really into one another. Greeting children who enjoy his hat alongside Mr. Brody Lee at a charity event at one time. Hager and his hat have got it all covered. Right now, his purple hat is something that he seems to gain power from when he's in the ring. Just don't mess with his hat. Orange Cassidy found out the hard way in their most recent match on TV. For more information, continue following e-wrestling news. Follow Jake Hager on social media, but just don't mess with the man's hat. Ricky Starks is making news at this hour. Ricky Starks is saying that he thinks MJF will run AEW into the ground. Now, what does Ricky specifically mean? Let's find out. All Elite Wrestling will also be holding a Dynamite and Rampage TV tapings in Dayton, Ohio on February 1st. They'll also be going to El Paso, Texas on February the 8th. Tickets for both shows go on sale December the 9th. AEW World Champion MJF took to Twitter following last night's episode of Dynamite to reiterate that his reign of terror has just only begun. Ricky Starks then responded to him by saying, you're going to run this company into the ground. Now, AEW wrestler Nyla Rose recently visited the Vinton Library to talk to some kids about her native heritage. You can check out all the promos and all the photos over on her social media page and on AEW's community page over on Twitter. For more information on all of these, continue following eWrestling News and more information will be forthcoming. Joe Hendry is making news at this hour. Joe Hendry reveals why he made the decision to return to Impact Wrestling and not try to get a deal with WWE or AEW. At Bound for Glory 2022 pay-per-view event, Joe Hendry made his return to Impact Wrestling. While speaking to Nerdly UK, the Impact Wrestling star opened up on why he decided that Impact was the place for him, as well as why he enjoys working with Scott Demore and why he doesn't mind being labeled a future world champion. Here were some of his quotes. So, long story short, there's a few reasons why I decided to go back to Impact Wrestling. Number one, I believe Impact has the best wrestling TV show 
period. I want to be 100% brought in and I am brought into the impact product and I feel like I contribute a lot. Now, Scott Demore does all the interviews several years ago in the UK where he was and I think he was doing a great job. We got a chance to talk as well. I got to talk with Josh Alexander and Moose as well. They are great. But you know what? I really feel like impact is the place where I need to be and I need to be nowhere else but there. For more information on this, continue following e-wrestling news and more information will be coming forward. Let's go ahead and let's talk about the ratings that happened for Dynamite this past Wednesday night. AEW Dynamite pulled in only 870,000 viewers. Now this is down from last week's show which did 880,000. Now it drew a .26 in the ratings of 18 to 49 which is down from last week's .32. Brandon Thurston of WrestleNomics are reporting on all of these numbers. Now this is the lowest key demo since March 31st of 2021 with it being in its regular time slot. Now this episode featured Dax Harwood versus Brian Danielson, Death Triangle versus The Elite, TNT Championship Samoa Joe versus AR Fox, and Willow Nightingale versus Anna J and MJF addressing the universe. With more information on all of this, continue following e-wrestling news and more information will be forthcoming. We have some more news on William Regal. News continues to pour in about what his future is going to be in AEW. In fact, there's some reports that say that he's officially done with the company. Now, let's find out. So, with all this speculation, what's going to happen with him? It was presumably he was written off of TV when John Moxley told him two weeks ago to run away and never come back, but he did show up this week. Now MJF has turned on William Regal and knocked him out. He was stretchered then ambulanced out, which many believe was him being written off of TV and AEW. But what really is going to be going on right now? According to a report from PW Insider, all signs are that William Regal is going to be heading back to WWE. Also, the report stated there have been rumblings within WWE about Regal returning in a backstage role. Now, Fightful Select reports that the talent believe that Regal's AEW deal would be coming up in December of this year, which also speculates what happened and why he's no longer looked to be on television. With more information on all of this, continue following eWrestling News, and we will give you more information on the status of William Regal in AEW. That's going to do it for the headlines today, Thursday, December the 1st, 2022. Remember, Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast that brings you all the late-breaking news in the world of wrestling, whether it's AEW, WWE, NWA, Impact Wrestling, and so many more. We're a daily podcast that's made free, absolutely free of charge, anywhere fine podcasts are made available. With that being said, my name is Mike Freeland, and I hope to catch you on the next episode of Headlines. My name is Mike Freeland, and if you're looking for an exciting wrestling podcast to add to your library, then look no further than the Front Row Material brand. Each and every week, I sit down with some of the most exciting superstars in the world of wrestling, from upcoming stars in the indies to dedicated veterans of the squared circle. I also host a daily podcast called Headlines, which gives you the updated information on all your favorite superstars in all your favorite promotions, giving you not only the backstage look, but also what are the industry experts saying about things. And finally, join myself and my my executive producer, The Rit, where we talk about everything in the world of professional wrestling all across the landscape, from storylines to interviews to what's happening and what we think is going to be happening the next time you turn on your TV. Don't miss it. It's the Front Row Material brand brought to you by the MLW Radio Network. 
The world of MLW Radio never stops.